is the Storymobile podcast. We are a solar-powered moving art space that travels to events and through neighborhoods to collect your stories. The St. Paul Almanac book was created in 2005 and has since been released annually. The goal is to bring together the diverse community of St. Paul through literary arts. The Almanac is a meeting place for sharing stories and artwork of our community. This year, the St. Paul Almanac released their 11th volume, On a Collected Path. As part of a reading festival, authors have gathered at various venues throughout St. Paul to read their fabulous work. On Monday, May 22nd, at Golden Time Cafe in St. Paul, readers gathered to read their pieces from St. Paul Almanac's Volume 11, On a Collected Path. Uh, Next up, we have Clarence White. Clarence White is a writer, editor, and publicist living in St. Paul. He is a master of the personal letter and too many emails for which send has been hit with too much haste. He has worked as a writer for the National Farmers Union in Washington, D.C., the International Organization Nonviolent Peace Force, and several Twin Cities nonprofits. He is a 2011-2012 Givens Foundation for African American Literature Retreat Fellow and was a finalist for the MNArtists.org Mini Stories Flash Fiction Competition in 2008. He is a primary author of the Clarence White blog and is a veteran of the Central Minnesota Writers Workshop. Please welcome Clarence. So thanks to Golden Time and Stephanie and Michael uh, for providing this great space and time for us. That bio is old. I need to do something about that. Um, Yeah, I have, uh, I'm fortunate to have one short piece. Oops, and I lost the page. One short piece in, in this edition of the Almanac. Um, it was written on a typewriter at the back of uh, CHS Stadium, where the Saints play. Uh, um, I did a, a bunch of typewriter poetry there a couple of summers ago. And um, actually, this was one of the nights when I wasn't doing it, but uh, Cheryl Rilgren Klein, who was, was the art director there, had a typewriter for another event, and I sat down and wrote this. And um, I don't know, maybe those of you with a trained poetry ear, which I don't have, will notice, but um, there was no editing of this. It wasn't edited. This is how it came out of the typewriter, pretty much. Um, so, But it was written on the 60th anniversary of the... Uh, sister city relationship between St. Paul and Nagasaki. Um, And it was actually given to the mayor of Nagasaki, not St. Paul, Chris Coleman. I may have a copy of this, but uh, if he does, he probably doesn't know where it is. Um, So, uh, yeah, that's the story behind this. So um, if you have any edits, it's too late, but you can keep them in your head. So, it's called Nagasaki's Sister. Nagasaki, thinking if we are supposed to remember or look to our glorious future, wondering what we must both, or, or wondering if we must do both, and look in the mirror of gladness and sorrow, 
each of us searching for that twin to reflect those emotions still raw and still a memory to reconcile, working out our salvation one anniversary at a time. Since that one was so short, uh, I have a maybe a couple of other short ones to read. And these all definitely need to be edited because they're new. Um, see, and I'm doing this like the cool kids, reading from my phone. Like my eyesight is good enough to do it, but, <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. This one's called Bird. Some days her world swirls around sil silhouettes of birds and crickets, trees and grass, and a wind of love that ties them, wraps itself. A yellow yarn gently curves around the spaces of light between them, writes a tune on some schoolgirl parchment, secret letters written faster than the schoolboy crushes. Boys who decades later scribble a birthday note that still does not understand. Still, she smiles, sketches another avian tale, nocturnal dreams, love songs on the wind. When we were children, we lie on our backs, concert of chirps to the moon, blades muted of green tickled our ears. Then ash and elm protected us from what might rain, unaware of some original sin of beetle bug or boar, or the latest transgression that predates our ancestors' consciousness. Leaves bark, leaves leaves, leaves stump where mother once kept us, leaves us to knit our own grown-up morning songs. And I'll do one more quick one, um, which is also an experiment. Have to pick which experiment, not that one. I'll do this one. It's called The Brilliance of Angels. This life is a dream from which you will not wake. Afterlife, harps pluck out brilliant colors in three dimensions, but land on flat sheets in pencil gray sepia tan you thought you were smarter or we thought we were smarter a little more brilliant vibrant with sparkles even a firecracker still this must be purgatory there are no angels here have we talked about things that are brilliant do we avoid them those angels ashamed of our dull dusty beige can't play a tune even on one simple string trying to fight our way out of sleep, out of darkness, out of a paralysis, tangled and trapped in sheets, sweat, terror, empty gasp, no air. That is when we forget for a moment about our pride, being brilliant, just long enough for an angel to save us. Maybe we wake up, are saved, undamned for a moment. But we are gluttons for slumber, twisted in bedclothes, paraphernalia, bedpost fetishes, 
warbled melodies of anthem, comfortable excuse for not so bright, laid out on something less than satin, this coward sleeps a thousand slumbers. Thanks. Thanks for coming. To hear more stories, learn more about Storymobile, and to find out where we'll be pedaling off to next, visit storymobile.org.